February 10th. Matthew chapter 26, verses 47 through 68. And even as he, Jesus, said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a mob that was armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent out by the leading priests and other leaders of the people. Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I go over and give him the kiss of greeting. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, teacher, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, My friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. One of the men with Jesus pulled out a sword and slashed off an ear of the high priest's servant. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will be killed by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous criminal that you have come armed with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets, as recorded in the Scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas the high priest, where the teachers of religious law and other leaders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter was following far behind, and eventually came to the courtyard of the high priest's house. He went in, sat with the guards, and waited to see what was going to happen to Jesus. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus, so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, there was no testimony they could use. Finally, two men were found who declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God that you tell us whether you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, Yes, it is as you say, and in the future you will see me, the Son of Man, sitting at God's right hand in the place of power and coming back on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror, shouting, Blasphemy! Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He must die. Then they spit in Jesus' face and hit him with their fists. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Messiah, who hit you that time? bit they had of scripture, they believed it. 
And so therefore, when the time came, they were looking for the king of the Jews. And of course, the Lord showed up and gave them a sign, gave them a star. And, and that's a good illustration because a star is light, isn't it? So they followed the light of the word of God and God gave them more light. He gave them a star and they followed that star to, to the light. You see, here's what judges your character and who you are. It's what you do with the light. If you don't want any light, you won't get any light. Men love darkness rather than light. You won't mess with God, folks. Don't make up your little religious tent and all of your little things, I believe this and I believe that. Listen, what it comes down to is you and God. God needed a lover. Somebody who would love anyhow. So that he could work out his purpose and his will. He could not work out his purpose through somebody who was vindictive and spiteful and hateful and could not find their better angels. Because how you handle advantage determines whether God will trust you with power. Some people can't handle power because they're so vengeful that if they ever get the upper hand, they're gonna go for revenge rather than reconciliation. And you've been praying for power and you've been praying for promotion, but God can't trust you with promotion because your heart is not big enough to have the power that you're asking for. I want you to understand that love never fails. It may take a long time. It may get blooded. It may get bruised. It may even require stitches. But when the fight is over, love will always prevail. Can your love survive a fall?